Welcome to Professional Messmakers. I am Brother Brooks. Thanks for being back for another episode. Today we'll take a look at wrestling with God. You know, not the WWE type of wrestling where people come off the top rope or, you know, where you may have the Undertaker walk around the rope, literally, or come back to life, it seems, and never being able to be defeated, or not the one where we have, you know, Hulk Hogan tearing off his shirt ripping it before flexing his muscles you know or not even the one where we had the iron cheek from back in the day with his hook curved boots or Jimmy's superfly snooker coming off the top rope flipping backwards now we're taking a look at internal wrestling to an extent for most of us but there was one character in the bible who literally wrestled with God that character was named Jacob and it comes from which takes us to Genesis, the 32nd chapter, the 24th verse. And it says, So Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was, was left in pain as he wrestled with the man. And the man said, Let me go for this daybreak. And the man replied, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. He said, that will no longer be your name, but it will be Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. But Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? And then blessed him there. You know, in our lives, we wrestle not we wrestle with God sometimes but not in the physical sense of this we wrestle a lot internally or at least I know I do led to think about my family of boys and you know as a father I have five boys and you know especially when the boys were younger um, they like to you know dress up and as characters whatever and play outside or whatever and one thing we played often was Avengers and you know one guy, one kid had Iron Man mask and a glove the Iron Man glove, you know, the power up, you see blue all over the yard, you know, that one kid who possibly dresses Wolverine and another one is Spider-Man and, you know, one of the boys had uh, Captain America's shield and so we had that going on and, you know, in order playing or participating, I would always dress up as, I would always be Daddy Hulk because even when they were tiny, you know, I have four or five guys trying to climb on me and, you know, I'd stumble around with them and so forth. That don't happen no more. The boys are way, way, way too big for that. But anyway, but, you know, but the concept still remains the fact that, uh, you know, I, I, I use Hulk in a sense because that particular comic book character had multiple, multiple parts of her life that we could see or examine. For example, there was the Bruce Banner part, you know, and then you had the Hulk side. Well, you know, sometimes it mess with my boys, even though they're older sometimes, you know, I would tell them, hey, Brooks, da- Brooks, I'm Brooks Banner here. And Brooks Banner is telling you to do X, Y, Z. The last thing y'all want is Daddy Hulk coming out, you know, and most time the boys will get up and do whatever needs to be done, especially when I start talking in third person. And I remember one day coming in and saying, hey, uh, uh, this den needs to be straightened up. I'm going to take a shower. Um, that man's coming home. Y'all don't want him to see this this den like that. And they all kind of stare at each other and all of a sudden get up and do what I do whatever was I said to do. But the relationship of 
for example, Brooks Banner versus Daddy Hulk would be, or even Bruce Banner and Hulk would be in my life would be the fact that, you know, there are internal struggles. There's things I feel called to do or led to do that sometimes I don't understand. I don't see. Sometimes I don't want to do, you know, and I've learned not to trust my thinking about them. I've learned that um, the heart of a man can be deceitful. Therefore, while I acknowledge the way I feel, sometimes I don't trust the way I feel or feel that I should operate in that feeling. For example, even when it comes to prayer, um, I've humbly through circumstances or situations or just experience learned not to necessarily pray in my emotions, but sometimes I've learned to pray that God's will be done because sometimes what I don't, I, I acknowledge the fact that I don't see the big picture. I acknowledge the fact that I don't understand everything that's going on. I don't, and I'm not going to pretend to. Heck, one of the biggest things is even admitting the fact that you don't control what you may be going through, feeling, or experience. You know, and, you know, at some point in time, you know, just to talk to someone or, or speak to someone or try to get through it, you know, you, uh, you know, it's helpful to have a body of believers. I have a, I have an awesome body of believers around me. I have an awesome circle of friends, prayer warriors that I can turn to and, and, and they help sustain me. And I thank God for it, you know, and I, I and I love my circle. I mean, I love those guys. And I, I thank God for his hand and placing them in my life. You know, there's rarely anything I can call them for. It. They won't be there for. It. But one thing I know, this fact that I can only present or talk to them about bits and pieces of what I face, what I endure and so forth, because they're my circle. They're bits and pieces of my circle. They're not my God. They're not my all in all. And one, they have things they face too. It's unfair for me to place everything on them. It's unfair for them to place everything on us. But the biggest thing is our shoulders are not meant to carry burdens, whether they're ours or anyone else. Those burdens are meant to be given to the Lord, um, as he tells us time and time again, particularly in Matthew, where he tells, you know, um, all of you who are heavy burden, come to me and I will give you rest for my burden is easy and my yoke is light, you know. Um, also in Matthew, he talks about, you know, the birds and fowls of the air, aren't they fed and clothed? If God takes care of these, won't he do much more so for us? You know, so try to be mindful of the fact that not to worry, not to focus on, you know, woe is me or when I'm in a pit, be mindful of not having a pity party, but to fact to understand that God is working for my good, for his good, and ultimately for his glory. You know, I'm also led to think about verse in Moses, I mean, a verse, not Moses, think, think about Moses in the, in the in Exodus the four, you know, um, you know, God is after Moses been cast out to the desert for 30 years. And after he had killed an Egyptian for murder, for mistreating a Hebrew, you know, God comes to Moses and tell Moses he is to present a message to his people. And we'll pick up in Exodus four and one, one and two. And it says, um, Moses asked the Lord, suppose Everyone refuses to listen to my message, and no one believes that you really appeared to me. The Lord answered, what is in your hand? And I bring up this situation, um, not even talk about what all the Lord ended up doing directly, but to point out the fact of Moses had doubt, just like I do, just like you may do. 
and you know and he he presented that doubt doubt to God I know that uh I, I do that sometimes at in my wrestling with what to do how to proceed and so forth and God and you know Moses is asking if he's looking at the future and saying if you know or what if you know but God says but God doesn't directly answer his question God seeks to change his perspective and God says what's in your hand God is talking in the present tense God is God all-knowing changes his perspective he's like don't you it's almost indirectly saying don't you worry about the future what's present and he asks him about what is in your hand and if and if we know anything about this verse if you've read it the interaction goes on Moses replies it's a stick God tells him to throw it down and you know Moses threw the stick down it turned into a snake you know then God told him to pick up by his tail and it turned back into a stick and you know there are many and this began a, a couple of other signs you know as such as Moses sticking his hand into his shirt and turning out his leprosy put his hand back in and it changed you know there were a number of miracles that God talked about and so forth and even in the midst of God doing this Moses still had doubts because he talked about him being a speaker and that's when he's you know God says you know what I'll give somebody to speak as well you know he gave him Aaron his brother you know um, so as his mouthpiece and what it goes to show us is as we look at the future, as we look at the big picture, as we look at our what ifs, our insecurities, our flaws, one thing we find is that God will provide. He provided the stick for Moses. And he didn't even tell Moses all the stick would do. Moses knew that the stick would, yeah, turn into a snake at God's command or whatever. He had no idea about, you know, the staff hitting the staff hitting the uh, rocks and turning into water. He had no idea about the about the stick being placed upon the ground in, in the middle of Egypt and not only turning to a snake, but eating the other snakes that the wise men created. He didn't even tell him about the stick being used to, to part the Red Sea. There's so many things that God has in our future that we're totally unaware of that he won't even tell us about because we're not ready to handle or believe it. But the thing is, God is there. And as we wrestle with situations and if we wrestle with Ah, gosh, I'm talking to myself. Excuse me. I know I'm ministering to myself and hopefully this word is beneficial to you too. But as we wrestle and deal with situations that we don't understand or whatever, you know, um, our perspective shifts needs to be not necessarily concerned with what we don't understand, what we don't know, what we don't control. But our, our perspective needs to be on who knows and knowing that he has always provided he has that's his word that's his promise that's his love and he will never forsake us or leave us guys it's been another podcast be you do you stay you take care